millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, doing the TalkSport Daily podcast. And what a podcast it is. If you don't believe me, look. Look at all those words on that bit of paper. And it begins with callers from the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar on TalkSport, Monday, Thursday, 10pm. Of course, it was a busy night in the Champions League. Spurs threw away a two-goal lead. They've done it again, haven't they? All right, don't need to shout it from the back. And the sports bar had your reaction to it. Valbuena, a former international teammate of Hugo Lloris, has the opportunity to level the scores. Right footed, he sends it to the goalkeeper's left. And they are level, Olympiakos. Coming back from 2-0 down, it's a familiar tale for Maurizio Pochettino. In the North London derby, they took a 2-0 lead against Arsenal and surrendered it. They've surrendered a 2-0 lead in the Champions League tonight. 54 minutes on the clock, and it's Olympiacos 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2. Pochettino has overachieved at Spurs. So are you saying that no-one can come in and improve us then? Um, I very much doubt it. I just think he's, he's scratching his head at the moment. I think he could do more. I think we've, we've gone back, I think, two years ago. I think we were a better team. I think we, we, we lost our... We were kind of, well, not world famous, but we were kind of renowned for our wing-backs and our attacking football. We've kind of lost that a little bit now. We've got a world-class player in Kane. And unlike England, I don't think we played to his strengths. England played to Kane. Well, I mean, his record suggests something different. I mean, Pochettino has got the best out of Harry Kane. I'm not too sure that, that too many managers out there would have done what he's done with Kane. He's, he's turned Kane into this player. OK, Kane has had to do what he's had to do. But it's down to Pochettino that Gareth Southgate has got one of the best strikers in the world. What I'm saying to you is, mate, yeah. to be third in the league and unbeaten in the Champions League, yeah. and I know it's only one game in, <laughs> <laughs> not a bad thing. Oh, wow! 2-0 up, <laughs> and now you're saying you're unbeaten in the Champions League. Wow, yeah, I've heard it all now. Go away. I've heard it all now. Amazing call. <laughs> Amazing. No, you've made go my night. you made my night. Go to Greece. Go away to Greece. Yeah, unbeaten. Unbeaten tonight in Champions League. Yeah. I know we were 2-0 up. Yeah, I yeah. know we were 2 Unbeaten, up. though. You can go and away to any team and yeah. be 2-0 up. If they nick a goal before half-time... Yeah. No, Brandon, it's not about that. No, Brandon, let me finish, Jason. Sorry, sorry, Brandy. Let me finish speaking. If you're 2-0 up and they nick a goal before half-time, any team... You have got a chance of at least drawing that match 2 2 or maybe even losing it 3 2. But we didn't. We didn't lose no, it. No, you drew it. You can beat 2 0 up. Yeah. If they nick a goal before half time. You've five, said that five Brandy, times. Brandy's had a drink. Look, get rid of him. Brandy look, by look, name. Look, yeah, look. 
he's talking about tonight. Tonight is just a, a very small part of what we're discussing here. We're talking about a, the bigger picture is Pochettino, the club, and what's going on at Real Madrid. Where are where 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 does Spurs see the next three, four, five weeks? Ericsson's a problem. Mm. Now, you look what, what I don't see how with Ericsson not signing this contract. Tonight, I thought he was dreadful. But they're still unbeaten. Is... They're still unbeaten in, Europe, in Champions League They've this season. they got beat season. by Newcastle. No, in Champions League, they're still unbeaten, Tottenham. There you go. A reminder, the Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm on Talk Sport. Now, the Moose was out and about today for a couple of reasons. One, of course, there was a big old golf day at Wentworth. And two, we are more than happy to pay him to stay out of Talk Sport Towers. Anyway, he was catching up with Paul Scholes and then Nemanja Vidic. Are you surprised they didn't sell Lukaku earlier in the summer and replace him? Yeah, yeah that's the one thing that I'd say disappoints me because he obviously knew that they were going to sell Lukaku at, at some point, but not to have a, a centre forward lined up seems a mistake to me. Whether they did, whether it, it, it just dragged on too long from, from the club's point of view, I don't know. But to go into a season without a centre forward when it's a club that are known for its attacking style and probably four centre forwards in its in its heyday, so to go in there with. Rashford and Martial, you're not quite sure are they left wingers, are they centre forwards? We, we don't know, but I'm sure I get it sorted. Just want to ask you about, in terms of United, Paul Pogba, because from the outside it looks like you were there when Cristiano played his one last season to Alex to basically you can go next year. Do you get the feeling that something like that has been said to Paul this year? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, look, I, I think it's quite clear he wants to move on. He, want, he wanted to go to Real Madrid for whatever reason. It, it didn't happen. Um, and if they've asked him to stay for a year, then we'll see what happens. But I don't think it'll be a big loss to United. I don't think his form has been great anyway over the, over the two two or three years what he's been there. So I'm sure there's more players who, who can step in and do just a good job. Can I just ask you just about Manchester United in, in, in terms of centre-halves? Because Man City at the moment are struggling for centre-halves. Manchester United have never really had a partnership as good as you and Rio's. How, how, I mean, it's, it's, people are always struggling to get the best, the very best. It takes time. It's, it's not just uh, about the quality of the players. It's about uh, understanding each other. I think be good friends on the pitch, off the pitch as well, to to want to improve together as well. So I think me area we didn't have that selfishness, selfishness to think uh, I'm the best, better, or he's the better to prove to that I'm better than him or he's better than me. We have a feeling that we want to be the team. We want to do well for the team. We want to be the trophies and. Uh, and uh, I think that's why we managed to create that good partnership over the years. And just one last question about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, because obviously, you know, he's now in charge and, and everybody's saying that he's, he's done well so far this season, but there's still doubts on whether he'll last the whole season at Old Trafford. Do you think he'll be there for the whole season? I hope he will. Uh, it takes time to build the team. Uh, he 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 makes some big decisions this this uh, this season. Uh, he wanted young players. He wants uh, energetic players. Players who wanna give the speed to the team. And he did he did that. Obviously, maybe the I don't know about the length of the the, the squad. Maybe it's gonna be issue in certain areas. But um, I think he 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 got to the right direction. And uh, uh, I think he's building the United for for, for long term. Now on to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and they've got a wonderful feature on it called Player Roulette which has nothing to do whatsoever with the idea we used to do on the sports bar with Wheel of Cundy. Nothing whatsoever. In fact, they spin a wheel that wheel probably doesn't even really exist and whatever name it lands on, in this case, Chris Robshaw had to tell a story on that player's name. Remember, this was not fixed. He had no idea who it was going to land on. Alongside Big Al was Ray Parler. 
Red 16, Joe Launch Pre. Is that your voice doing no, that? No, no, no. Who's that? Whose voice is that? No. <laughs> the weekend voice. Um, Joe Launchbury. Um, yeah, obviously a great player, quite a quiet, uh, quiet guy. Um, but when he was uh, about 19, 20, I think, he was on a day off from Wasps uh, when they were training in London. Yeah. Went to a coffee shop um, and there was a guy making an altercation. So he ended up making a citizen's arrest. He didn't. At 19. <laughs> he, so he made a citizen's arrest and then... The, the coffee shop were like, can you sit in the courtyard with him and kind of restrain him until the police come? Yeah. So he he was sat there. Um, kind of, he felt so awkward sat with this guy. Sure whatever's happened. Um, <laughs> and you're not as awkward uh, as the guy felt about him. Well, probably, yeah. So he was holding him. And then as the police turned up, the guy saw it and panicked and jumped over the wall and ran away. <laughs> so then Lawrence was just stuck there, like claiming he had made assistance arrest. And oh, dear. The guy, no got away. Away. the guy got away. And he just had to walk sheepishly back through the coffee oh, shop. He never could tackle. Uh, spin two, please, Ed. <laughs> Black number seven, Dan Cole. Dan Cole. Um, a guy I've roomed with for the majority of my time with England, so I've got to know him quite well. Uh, See, they still share rooms. England boys football have their own rooms. Do they? Well, when I was with England, you used to uh, share rooms. But I think they have changed now. Yeah. Mm. You get your own room the night before a game and night after a game. But yeah, the whole week, it's building relationships and all that stuff. Yeah. So with him, I remember we came back real sheepish one day. He's, again, he's a very witty guy. He's quite dry with his humour. And he came back from a day off and he was like a real grump. And I was like, what's wrong? He just said, oh, I've just had a bad appearance. So then a couple of days later, this video came out of him. He's he's a strong, big guy. Um, and he had to do a sprint video in this orange, luminous top <laughs> with Marlon Devonish uh-huh. and do sprint routines. Oh, dear. And for him, he's he's not known for no. his, his speed work. No. He's no. not explosive. Um, and yeah, and literally it just came up in a meeting and I've never seen someone walk out of a meeting so quickly. Really? And it's just him telling him, starting out the blocks and all that kind of stuff. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, I know the third one coming up, but Ed, spin please. Green Zero, Jamie George. Jamie George, all the forwards. the life and soul, um, very happy-go-lucky guy. Is he? Um, but because he's so happy-go-lucky, he's he's very friendly and as kind of a front five forward, people want them kind of mean and scary and all that stuff. Um, so when he was younger at Sarri's, they sent him off to a boxing class to toughen him up. Really? Something. So they said, yeah. So he, he was there and in his first class, he didn't really know what he was doing again. He was a very good rugby player, but he'd not done that kind of stuff, bar a bit of pad work. Um, and they were like, oh, why don't you come and do some sparring? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Like, didn't yeah. know too much about it. Um, and then they were like, oh, we'll get someone. He's a big guy, so yeah. they're like, I need someone big or at least good. Um, so in came this guy called... Um, Alan Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Joel Saunders. Oh, no. But obviously, this was when he was younger. So, yeah. he, again, the, all the guys were really excited when he came in, but Jamie didn't know much about boxing, didn't oh, really know he was. So he started sparring with him and accidentally caught him. Did he? He accidentally caught him on the chin and he just said this red mist just went over Billy Billy's Joel. face. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the guy, Billy, just whacked him, knocked him out, walked off. He didn't. Did he, he knock him out? out? Yeah. 
Is he really? I don't think he's been back boxing since. Now them boys can punch, that is for sure. We can go back to the Moose now, who was with Niall Horn from, of course, the Bee Gees, the Beatles. No, no, no. What group? Ah, uh, five. No. Blur. Blue. Oasis. Ah? Uh? No, never heard of them. Got to ask you about Derby. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> You've got Wayne Rooney coming in January. I mean, if he can turn that around, he's some boy. Um, I was, I've been to the last couple of games, and it's just, it's just not great to watch. Um, we play some good stuff. The final ball into the box is not great, and we make sloppy mistakes at the back. But I think Koku might be the man for the job. I, I like what I like when we do play football. I like what we do. I just don't know if he has the players to do what he he wants to do. It's a bit of a different side to under Frank Lampard last year, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, we we're very excited at this time of the season. But we're sitting. I think we're nineteenth in the league already. But what we about eight games into the season, and it's we're not off to the start we would have liked. Um, just can't finish off games. We score early and then we just can't finish them. You excited about Rooney coming? Yeah, I think it'd be good. Yeah, I think like I mean, I feel like can score goals anywhere. And you know, you you look at these pros who even have retired, they can still have a touch. I mean, Wayne Rooney's still banging them in over in America, so there's no reason why he can't do it in the championship. So what's the aim now for the rest of the season? I mean, if we can finish in the top half of the table at this rate, I'd be high take it. But I mean, that's bad for a club who have been in the playoffs for five out of the last seven seasons. But. We can bring a few couple of lads, good lads in on loan. Maybe Frankie has hand us a few back from Chelsea. Um, the boys he did bring with him with Tamori and Mount are flying for him now. Um, so if we could send a couple, Frank, if, if you're listening, can you send a couple back, please? <laughs> I'm Alan Brazil, and this is Talksport Daily. Now, eagle-eyed listeners, can you get an eagle-eyed listener? Yeah, you can in this case. Would have noticed that on drive, there was no Darren Goff. Matt Holland was sitting in the hot seat. Not really a hot seat, I don't know why people use that term, it's pointless. Anyway, he was alongside Adrian Durham, and they had on their show Piers Morgan, fresh from that wonderful Ronaldo interview on ITV from the night before, which was absolutely brilliant, apart from the fact they filmed it in front of Cristiano Ronaldo's front door, which drove me insane. I mean, who set up that? Why have they put one chair one side of the front door and one the other? Just turn around and film it in front of the telly. He said that every day it's a battle to leave his kids and go to the gym and go and do the, the work he has to do and go and have the cold showers and go and do all this stuff. And he said that every day he misses it, he knows the next day's twice as hard. And so that's what drives him. He said that ultimately what drives him is winning great titles for his teams uh, and he's done that now in three different countries. Uh, but also what drives him is personal records. Because I think he realises that ultimately when you retire, that's that's the yardstick, isn't it? We, you know, we look at these players and you look at Messi and Ronaldo, five Ballon d'Ors each now. Messi's not won one for four years. Ronaldo's won two in that time. Uh, and that's why I think you know Ronaldo now is number one. Uh, but one of them, I suspect, is going to win another one uh, or maybe two. And ultimately that may decide how history records them as the greatest or not. And for, you know, for Cristiano, he believes he's number one. And I think he also believes if you don't think you're number one, why should anybody else? You know, and I, I totally buy into that. You know, my game is interviewing. If I genuinely think I'm not the best at it, well, why, why bother doing it? You know, I try and perfect my craft every day in a very different way to Ronaldo. It's not all based around physical fitness, thank God, but um, it is based around a, a self-motivating desire to be the best at what I do. 
And I think that Ronaldo really epitomised that. Now, I've been struck by the number of sporting people who've commented on this. I got a great email from Bob Wilson. who said to me, you know, he, he completely changed his view of Ronaldo watching that. Uh, I saw Anthony Joshua was um, Instagramming about it last night, just totally awestruck by what he was watching. You know, Sam Curran, the cricketer, messaged me saying, you know, this, this guy's the greatest sportsman in the world. It's incredible. I think he really, other sports people, male and female, have definitely watched that and thought, wow, okay, that's how you become the greatest of the greatest. And the only thing I would, I would compare it to in terms of interviews, I once interviewed Michael Phelps, the swimmer, whose record is Ronaldo-esque in swimming. And I said to him, you know, what makes you so much better than everybody else? And he went, why don't you go and ask the others? They were all very good, but why don't you ask all my competitors, have they ever gone five years consecutively without a single day off from training? Because I have, and I know they haven't. And, you know, I think Ronaldo, that's what you're talking about, that level of dedication. On now to the mid-morning show with Jim White, Natalie Sawyer and Clinton Morrison. And their guest was Arthur Newman, who was talking about the sad passing of one of his former colleagues, Fernando Rickson. I knew a situation because I went to see him a couple of weeks in, uh, in Airbnb in the hospice. And, uh, in St. Andrew's Hospice. And, uh, yeah, uh, you could see him lying in bed. And it's quite sad when you know how he was uh, when he was in his early days that... He was absolutely mad. He was full of energy. He was active. And then you see him lying in his bed and you know, he can't move. He couldn't do anything. And the only thing what he could do was actually uh, making with his, uh, with his computer, making sentences. So at least there was a little bit of uh, interaction. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's quite sad, especially when you, what you said that he was suffering since 2013. Uh, Arthur Natalie here. I, I just wondered if, oh, yeah, you, no, no. if you could share any, any memories then. Uh, Fernando. Oh, you'd, you'd have a few yeah. on the field of play, Arthur, I'm quite <laughs> that's sure. That's right. <laughs> he came yeah. out of the book. I also came out of the book about him. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No, but that, that was then, if, 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 you, if you think about him, especially when he signed for Rangers, that, uh, yeah, uh, he was full of energy uh, 24-7. He was alive and kicking. Uh, he, he, he was crazy. Uh, he liked to drink. He went out partying, clubbing. Uh, Sometimes when we went abroad as well, he always had to be careful when Fernando was there because he was absolutely mental. And uh, but beside that, uh, on the park, uh, Jim, uh, you, uh, you mentioned it earlier on. He was like uh, a captain as well. He always gave 110% for the jersey. He was also one of the fans' favorite players. And I think if uh, if all the fans look back about Fernando Rickson, his time in Scotland, they're always thinking about someone who gives everything for the jersey. And 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 he was a complete winner uh, on the park, but. But I said I tried to uh, you know, to treasure the, the the good moments with him and the crazy moments and uh, yeah. But I said it's it, it's quite sad now that he passed away. But uh, yeah, I treasure the good moments with him in, in Scotland. Back now to the moose. This time Stuart Broad was on the end of his microphone and he was talking about the winter tours. By the way, a quick reminder: um, Talksport Two has coverage starting on Boxing Day in South Africa. I just want to point out that Boxing Day will be the same day in any part of the world. But, of course, in South Africa, it's Boxing Day as well. Stuart, first of all, what a, what a summer. Yeah, it's been special to be a part of. You know, I think um, to, for Team England to win a World Cup and, and draw an Ashes series, but 
um, for the th- for the series to have the theatre and drama that it did was amazing to play in, and I think has has been inspiring for for people to watch, and and that's what um, that's why we play the game. You know, we want people to enjoy cricket as much as we do. You've been involved in some terrific Test matches. Headingly was that was that right up there in the top top three, or was it actually the best? Yeah, I think for for drama and uh, for a test innings, it was the best innings I've ever seen from from Ben Stokes. Probably the best partnership. Jack Leach has won. It had everything, didn't it? You know, amazing shots, sixes, drop catches, missed runouts, appeals. Um, you know, the the footage at the end of of the crowd celebrating with Stokes, see the passion, the emotion. It's everything you want in in Test cricket, and um, it, it's been a, a summer full of that. Finally, Jimmy's got just over five hundred wickets. Would you be targeting that? Uh, yeah, I mean, as I say, I'm not someone who looks too much in the future, but um, 500 w- would be lovely for sure. Back to the Jim White show, who was talking about should kids be able to lose and lose properly? Huh, that's ironic coming from Jim White. I remember once when I played a musical chairs with him, he was unaware that I was playing. But as he went to sit down, I pulled the chair away because, of course, the music in my head had stopped. And he fell on the floor and he said, oh, what are you doing there? That's outrageous, he said, and uh, had a bit of a scream up. So don't tell me that you've got to learn how to lose, Jim White. Here's Mark, a Liverpool fan in Doncaster. Mark, how are you? I'm all right, people. How are you all? Good. Very well, Mark. Good to have you on, Mark. You sound like a winner, an out-and-out winner, Mark. I don't care how old my kids are, whoever else's kids are, I'm playing to win. I don't <laughs> care if... If you've got a baby that's got a rattle, I'm going to rattle that rattle more times than that. <laughs> you have got to teach them young. Look, it's okay. It's great when you're winning, but it's it's you've got to accept defeat. If somebody's better than you at something, it doesn't mean you're you're useless. It means you've got to try harder, get better. Mm-hmm. I took my kids to park at weekend, and we're playing a game called the Floor Is Lava. I don't know if you've heard oh, of that. Oh yeah, that's always played in our home. Oh, uh, you would. One of my kids lost twice on trot, and my seven-year-old daughter. And you would, I would swear, I thought child line were going to get called. <laughs> so because I was trying to. No, you burnt, Lily. You burnt to a crisp. You're out. And this one, the other two, were, honest to God, and she couldn't accept that she'd lost. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the younger you teach them, they'll grow full life, accepting and wanting it to be better the next time they try it. Brilliant. I love the floor is lava. It's a great game. And last but by no means least, of course, it's the calls again from the sports bar. And I've uh, got a little email here, actually. It's just found in my inbox and I've managed to print it out. So, says, dear Andy, keep up the wonderful work you're doing on uh, TalkSport. Am I right in saying that not only do you present the Andy Goldstein's TalkSport daily podcast, but you also present the hugely popular Monday to Thursday from 10pm Andy Goldstein sports bar and also the aptly named Andy Goldstein's Transurip Express on Sunday nights from 9pm? Yes, I do. Here's some of the best bits from the sports bar. I was in the pub in my local town and we spun a coin and it landed on the edge. That never and happened. that is the truth. I no. told you this about six years ago. It was neither heads nor tails. No, that did not never happen. Okay. Okay, never that happened. did happen. Hold on. How did you spin it? Did you spin it on the table? Like it the... wasn't a deep cloth. It was... I wasn't drunk. I wasn't no, hold hallucinating. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When you spun it, did you... Oh. I spun it in the air, eight no. and nine flip. no. No, no, no. You're having it. You're having no, it, brother. No, I'm not, brother. Absolute garbage, Kane. Didn't happen. Impo- impossible. It never happened, mate. Are you calling me a liar? Jason, good I, question. Do you know what? I am. Well, that's your downfall, bro. Prove it. How can prove, you prove it? it? I mean, no, no. Tell you what, I'll tell you what, then. I'll tell you what, then. Can try and convince me. 
right? Verbally, that it happened. Because right? I don't, I a d- man that watched it that was on a table just across said yeah. that had happened. What's his name? Maybe three times in 10 million. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you threw it up into the air and it spun eight or nine times, when it hit the table, did it bounce or did it just go. No, it thudded. It dumped. Well, it just stood there. It was a pound coin. Brother, you are talking rubbish, me. man. Okay. Rubbish. So the midnight train's not worth it then. You are talking rubbish, man. Have a good one, brothers. Cheers, Kate. Are you buying that or not? Of course I'm not. No, that's that's nonsense. But do you know what? Good though? start. Do you, though, no, good do, start. No, do, you, do you know what? Right? You got a coin, don't you? So we threw it up into the air, right? How mental will it be, by the way, if it? <laughs> Shall the cameras first? are working here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll go first. Go on. All right. <gasps> no, it didn't happen. <gasps> I'm gonna be obsessed with didn't this now. One more go each. No, no, nonsense. Why am I trying it? But that's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. It's one of my favourite ones we have done in, what, 24 hours? Loved every minute. Thanks so much for coming to the party, a virtual party. Of course, I, in real life, would have nothing to do with any of you. And remember to press subscribe if you haven't already, so this podcast will be in your inbox for you tomorrow at the same sort of time. Maybe you should get up really early. It roughly gets into your inbox about 5 a.m. Maybe get up about quarter to five in the morning and watch the thing just appear in the morning. You go, oh, look, it does. Gold Simmons, right? It's about five o'clock. Just, and if it's not, by the way, it has nothing to do with me. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And a reminder that Talk Sport 2 have got live commentary of Eintracht Frankfurt against Arsenal in the Europa League. Alex Cook and Perry Groves talking through that. And, of course, Manchester United will be in action against Astana, which I think is a nightclub in Rockford I once went to. But anyway, after both games have finished, me and the fun boy will be taking your calls from 10pm on TalkSport on the Sports Bar. So make sure you join us then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a lovely day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.